excuse me, young man. Uh, yeah? Yeah, could you put that pie down for a moment? I have a question for you. You, uh, okay. Um, I noticed that there are many young people here. Well, yeah, we got some young people here, sure. Yeah. Good. Have you ever noticed that any of the young people, they maybe act a little strange, maybe maybe they're a little pale, maybe they are a little, you never see them eat with the food, um, you never see them maybe um, do like normal human things, you know, with like smiling and things. Maybe you notice, you know, maybe that they, they drink the blood of, of other people. Well, no, not really. I mean, uh, you, you got your Cullens over there. I mean, they're kind of pale, but I don't... Ah, uh... oh, yes, the Cullens. Of course, if they do drink blood, I mean, I wouldn't know about it. We kind of keep to ourselves. All right, well, very good. Uh, allow me to introduce myself. Oh, okay. Helsing. Van Helsing. It means if you were smart, you'd stay away from me. Oh, no, let's say for argument's sake that I'm not smart. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Late Seating. I'm Jason Harding. And I'm Steve Shives. And on this show, we take a classic movie. <laughs> no, we, you, no, Jason, you're gonna, it, we can do this. We can do this. On this show, we take a classic movie and see if it lives up to its reputation, yes. whether that reputation is good or bad. <clears throat> and this time around, we, we, we're reviewing a, a movie for Valentine's Day that's chock full of stalking and gaslighting and and negging and a whole bunch of other behaviors that we thought we'd taught children not to do when in pursuit of a relationship but it's all there it's all there every every this is a, a movie of don'ts don't if you want to if you want to get a girl here's all the things you don't do what movie did we review for Valentine's Day, Steve? It is that teen horror romance that really should have been an after-school special. <laughs> <laughs> after-school specials made more sense than this fucking That's thing. true. And they were scarier and better directed and oh, better sure. acted. Yeah. <laughs> we are talking, of course... <sighs> About Twilight. 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 Mm-hmm. Hey, Steve. Yeah, buddy. I'm done. We're done. We we reviewed Twilight, and now we're done. Bye. Bye. Hey, Steve, pick a movie. Pick a movie. You can pick between <laughs> A, B, or C. The, 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 the choices, it's, they're all historical. They take place in history. Pick one. A, B, or C. You do it now, and you do it. I pick D because I don't want to do this no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we reviewed fucking Twilight, Steve. We did. Yes. Do you have any trivia? For I do. You do have I, any trivia for this? I do. I get. We're gonna get through this. We're gonna get through this. <laughs> what? What's? Please tell me what the trivia is. Please. Okay. Okay. I'll tell you the trivia. The, here's the here's the first trivia that okay. I found. Okay. Right. Okay. So Robert Pattinson, um, under the sadly mistaken impression that he had been hired to be in an actual movie, <laughs> be began working to get into character as soon as he was cast to play Edward. He, he started sucking people's blood? Yep. Oh. 
He moved to Oregon. He started working out five hours a day. Uh-huh. And he avoided talking to or spending time with other people in order to understand Edward's sense of isolation. Just think of the amount of work this actor put into getting into this character. And then think of that it was for this movie. Well, you know what? You know what, what? Steve? He's a really good actor. <laughs> he He is a good actor. He's... I, I'm kind of on the fence because I don't give a shit about the Batman franchise anymore. Right. But I'm kind of curious to see if he brings anything to this version mm-hmm. of Batman that's supposed to be coming out. If he brings something new and different to Batman than what the other guys have. I know this is the gritty, dark Batman who, who yeah. beats up serial killers or something. I don't know. Boy, we haven't seen that before, have we? But The Lighthouse was is one of my favorite movies in the last 10 years. Oh, the Lighthouse is so good, and Pattinson is so goddamn good in it. And it would have been so easy for anybody to just let Willem Dafoe blow them Whoa, off the screen. Oh, yeah, just wash right over your performance, and you're because not even... Defoe, because Dafoe is so goddamn good in in that movie but Pattinson oh, yes, stands is. but Pattinson stands up to him like they're he well holds matched. his own they're yeah. well matched he's so good he's so good um but he's so, in this movie yeah. yep well, good for him he he took um, his job seriously despite yeah. what he read in the scripts yeah and he knew and, this is going to be a big movie and my name's going to be out there and people will know and then I can do good things yeah and then I won't just be the guy who got killed in that Harry Potter movie that's right I don't even remember his name. Do you remember Cedric. his name? Cedric. Oh, God, you fucking Potter nerd. I've only seen the movies. I've never read the books. Okay. Well, yeah, there you go. And I think I only remember his name because I realized after the fact that that was Robert Pattinson. Diggory. <laughs> I think it's Diggory. Sacred Diggory. Yeah, yeah. Because I, 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 I think the first time I saw that movie, I, I had no idea who he was, and I was just like, oh, whatever. And then, like, years later, I was watching it again on DVD or something, and I was like, oh, shit, that's Robert Pattinson. I yeah, had no idea. I remember him because he's in my house because I'm, I'm in Hufflepuff. Because I have read the books. Oh, oh! So he's actually he's actually in your house. Yeah, right now. Right now, he's 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 sitting behind you, glaring at you right now. No, he's in Hufflepuff. I'm in Hufflepuff. He's in your. He's yeah. Okay. The two forgotten houses in the Harry Potter series. The the, the, the houses that the unimportant characters are members of. Yeah, uh, the only important one is the dead one, and that's it. And fuck Raven. Uh, uh, yeah, Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. Yeah. Fuck them. God help you if you're in that one. Nerds, shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> Good thing we don't have lockers at this school, or we'd be pushing you in them. Wow, that was great trivia, Steve. Now you got to choose between A, B, or C. <laughs> no, no, no. We have to do the rest of the show, buddy. <laughs> but, okay. Do you have more I'll tell trivia? You what, I have two more pieces of trivia, and they won't take long to get through. I promise. Okay. Okay. Go the first for piece it. of trivia. First piece of trivia. This is fun. You know that it, scene in the movie where where Edward is playing the piano. No, I don't there, like it. Okay. Well, there's a scene in the movie where Edward's playing the piano. I remember actually, almost laughing out loud and choking on what I was drinking when that happened. Yeah, me too. Because it's like it turned into a meatloaf video all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is this? Anyway. Hey, wait, that makes sense. Meatloaf was a vampire in one of his videos. Sure he was, for some reason. <laughs> Made no sense at the time. He Still wanted, doesn't make he sense. He wanted to be a monster man. It's like sure. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, exactly. And the Beast Just... is addicted to Big Macs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. All right, come on. Um, is, was, well, in that scene where he's playing the piano, that's he's really, really playing Robert. the piano because he's a musician. Yeah, and how you know, does that feel, really? Steve? That someone steals the trivia right out from under your tongue? Well, you know, and you know, <laughs> so that's what that feels like. <laughs> um, and you know what else? You know who else can play the piano? Lots of people. John Cena in Peacemaker. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we got to see that scene where he's playing the piano. What is he playing? He's playing... um... It's a cover of a Motley Crue song. Is it? it? I can't remember which song I can't remember either, but but it sure is sad. Anyway, if you guys don't belong to the Patreon, this is a reference from something... (laughs) From something we talked about earlier. We talk about pre-show that only patrons get. Although, I will say, it was in my notes already. I didn't know we were going to talk about Peacemaker in the pre-show, mm-hmm. but I had it in there already because I wanted to reference something that we like while we're talking about this thing that made us sad. No. No. No? 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 Okay. Do you, have last, more, do you have more trivia? Last piece of trivia. Last okay, piece wait. of trivia. Hey, Steve? Yes, Jason? What, I forget. The word apple, what letter does it start with? <laughs> It starts with the letter A. A! Yay! You chose A. Oh, you tricked me. I did. Because we're, we're done now. We're you done. Tricked Steve. Don't you make tricked me. Steve. Don't make me do. All right. What's the last thing? So, the last thing is that prior to ending up at Summit Entertainment, which was the studio that eventually made the movie, um, Twilight was in development for several years at Paramount Pictures. And during that time, a screenplay was written that differed significantly from the book. Mm -hmm. The script for this movie, on the other hand, uh, sticks relatively closely to the book Mm -hmm. and and was written with extensive input from Stephanie Meyer, the Mm -hmm. author of the book, and it was written in six weeks. Which you can't even tell because it seems like it was written in about six hours. That's right. Or that it was written. (laughs) The script writing process was the producers just whipping copies of the book at the actors. (laughs) There, now do it. So is that why we got that performance from uh, uh, Kristen Stewart? Where she she looks paranoid? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay she'd just been hitting the head with a hard you, with a hardback book she was not done, doing her bit i'm done, done. that's all the truth that's all the trivia i have great i'm not making it through this i'm not you, making you can it do this. this you can do it <sighs> hey steve you want to know who made it uh yeah okay great we can look out for these names these names <laughs> later and we can go, oh, you're not getting me again. You, you. Only once. <laughs> you raped my face while I was watching this. <laughs> it was directed by Catherine Hardwick. Hey, guess what else she's directed? What What else? Well, she directed better movies, and I don't think that? anything since this. I mean, she's directed other things, but um, she did the movie 13, which wasn't bad. And, and the which Lords was like of, her big breakthrough. Yeah, yeah, and then The Lords of Dogtown, both uh, te- uh, te- uh, movies about teens, starring teens. And then she went to this, a movie about a teenager, but not starring any. <laughs> <laughs> Screenplay. Ugh. And we use the term loosely. Yeah, we're losing it. We're using it very loosely. But Melissa Rosenberg, and she um, wrote for The O.C. and Dexter Ooh. and Jessica Jones. So when she's not physically tied 
to an open book and having to basically transcribe some of the worst dialogue in the world, she does pretty good work. Hmm, how about that? I like Jessica Jones a lot, actually. Absolutely. Absolutely. Based on Twilight by Stephanie Meyer. And she's she's not good. She's not, she doesn't even, she's not close to the pulse of America's youth. This no. I mean, a lot of people bought this book. A lot of people bought it, and they all admitted it's garbage, but I can't stop reading it. I'm like, don't read the garbage. Please don't read the garbage. And they were like, no, you, we can't help it. No, you can't stop reading it. You can. Turn it into a movie if you don't stop reading it. And and um, so I guess we should cover this now. Okay. Jason's du- stupid theory, and I do, I'm not the only one who shares this, that the Twilight Saga is a thinly veiled metaphor for Mormonism. Aha. Because Stephanie Meyer is Mormon. Yes. And lots of people have said, so I get it. The Cullens are the Mormons. The the this stuff comes in later. The the boss vampires from Rome are supposed to be like the Roman Catholic Church, right? Also yeah. um there's the, the, the Cullens are very white, aren't they, Steve? They're super white, yeah. And, and who is their their main bad guys that they fight against? Not so much in this movie, but in later ones. Well, yeah, you just said they're like from the 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 Native American tribe. Yeah. Oh, that's right. The werewolves. Spoiler. Yeah. yeah. The werewolves. The Native American werewolves. Yeah. And they're impure because they're not white like the color. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. basically an indoctrination of a woman into Mormon culture. But instead of Mormons, it's vampires. And instead of vampires, there's statue people who drink blood, as near as I can tell. And I, you could just look it up online. You'll find so many dissertations about this. We're, I don't, we're a deeply wounded culture. I don't mean that, it's necessarily that, that. true, but... Huh, a misogynistic society. The, I mean, let's face fact, the Collins aren't misogynistic at all, right? Right, Steve. <laughs> I don't. What I don't. I don't get what you're driving at. I don't know what I'm driving. <laughs> is this a truck? Is it a cart? Is it a Yugo? It could be anything. A Tesla. I. I. What it isn't is driving us away from this movie, Steve. <laughs> It's produced by Wick Godfrey, and he went on to make The Maze Runner because he loves adapting teen lit, I guess. Also produced by Greg Moradian, nothing, and Mark Morgan, who also did Percy Jackson movies and the Agent Cody Banks movies. Remember those? Oh, boy, I can't boy. wait till those get remade, a dark, gritty remake of Agent those Cody Banks. timeless classics, yeah. It'll start with a 12-year-old choking out some foreign spy while he begs for his life. That actually sounds pretty cool. <laughs> like a little, like just like an obviously very young child, just like choking out some Russian mafia guy. Don't like my bad suggestions. It's not good. Stop it. Sorry. Starring Kristen Stewart as Bella Swan. And she's been in stuff. She's been in movies, right? Yeah. She's had a nice career. She's had a nice career, but nothing yeah. huge, nothing big, nothing gigantic. She's done a lot of like independent films and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, she's had a good career. She can be very good. She, Believe me, if you watch this movie, she can be very good. Don't judge her just based yeah. on this. Yeah, absolutely. Please. 
Because number one, she looks like she's somewhere between twelve and fourteen. I don't think she was in real life. She's not. No. She's like no. I think she was woman. eighteen when she made the movie. Okay. Yeah. Also starring Robert Pattinson as Edward Cullen, and you know we talked about it. He's in the lighthouse. And he's going to do Batman, and he's done some other stuff. And he's a good actor. And you leave him alone and stop, stop. <laughs> I know there's a lot to hate, but it wasn't his fault. It was the people who made yeah. it and the person who wrote this piece of shit. Also, Peter Fascinelli as Carlisle Cullen, and he was in Nurse Jackie and, and Supergirl. Not the original movie from the 1980s, but the series. Yes. Elizabeth Reeser as Esme Cullen, and you see her in a lot of TV, and most recently, the best thing she's been in is uh, The Haunting of Hill House. And if you haven't seen The Haunting of Hill House, go watch that instead of this. Just yeah. do it. That's, yes, you'll, you'll have a much better time. Ashley Green as Alice Cullen, nothing. Kellen Lutz as Emmett Cullen, nothing. Nikki Reed as Rosalie Hale. She was in 13 in this. Jackson Rathbone as Jasper Hale, nothing. Billy Burke as Charlie Swan, nothing. Cam Gigandet. Gigandet, I guess, I yeah. I don't care. As James Witherdale, and he was in the OC. Rachel Lefevre. Lefevre. That's oh, how you say that, right? Wee uh-huh. wee. Oui, oui. As Victoria Sutherland, and she was in Boston Legal. Eddie Gathegi. Ugh. Oh boy, kill your parents. Eddie Gathegi. <laughs> It's a family name. Come on. It sounds like an illness in Star Wars. He's got a little Eddie Gathegi. It sounds like a character in Star Wars, if we're being honest. It sounds like an insult in hoodies. Um, <laughs> Eddie Gathegi as Laurent DeRevan, nothing. Sarah Clark as Renee Dwyer, nothing. Taylor Lautner as Jacob Black, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. And, um... Oh, that's it, right? I can't think of anything else. Christian Serratos is... Oh, this is when I just... I started to fucking not care. They might have been in something, but I was so angry at this point. Yeah. Just like they the were in this, I don't know. Goddamn cast list. Christian Serratos is Angel Weber. Nothing. Michael Welch is Mike Newton. Nothing. Anna Kendrick is Jessica Stanley, and she was in Pick Pitch Perfect, and she was at a, a little role in Scott Pilgrim. Gregory Tyree Boyce is Tyler Crowley. Nothing. These names are just melting together. Justin Chan <laughs> is Eric Yorkie. Nothing. Salmon? Salmon. Salmon Trimble as Sam Yuli. Nothing. There's a lot of names I left off because I don't give a shit about anybody. They all probably had outline sometime in the movie. And if they yeah. went on to something better, you look it up. You do this. You do it. <laughs> Not the audience. You, Steve, you do it. Oh, me? Okay, I don't care enough to do it. See? I'm alone. (laughs) Anna Kendrick was also in Up in the Air, which was a very good movie. I don't give a shit. I wish to throw her up in the air for being in this movie. Yeah, you know. Cinematography. (laughs) Cinematography by Elliot Davis. And he he also did cinematography for, like, The Outsiders and Shakes the Clown. And, hey, 13. What a coin. How about that? Dinky. Edited by Nancy Richardson. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Including this. Including this. Music by Carter Burwell. And he's done all of the music for the Coen brothers. Mm. And I'm like, 
Wait, yeah. No Country for Old Men? Yeah. Okay. He's, this this was the credit that hurt me when I saw it, because <laughs> Carter Burwell is like arguably the foremost currently mm-hmm. working film composer, and it's like, oh, damn, I hope yeah, you got Yeah, and then you Carter. hit this, and I don't remember, one, any of the music from it. No, me neither. I just remember when they would start inserting ridiculous songs, and I, there were points in this movie where I was like, this is a parody. This isn't the actual yeah. movie. <sighs> Production company, Summit Entertainment, Temple Hill Entertainment, Maverick Film Company, Imprint Entertainment, Aura Films, and Goldcrest Film Finance. Everybody got a taste. Because everybody had a piece. <laughs> a lot of people, I think it was, wasn't it Summit and Temple that owned the rights? I can't remember who owned the rights to the book. I know Summit, yes, yeah. I think Summit got the rights to the book because mm-hmm. they got it from Paramount because Paramount had it first. Yeah. Yeah. And Paramount Distributed- was like, we're not doing it. <laughs> Distributed by Summit Entertainment. Release date, November 21st, 2008. So you ate your turkey, and you don't want to be around your family anymore because you're a moody teen. And so you go to the movies with your friends, and you watch the stupid fucking piece, and you run back to your family, and you hug your racist, politically aberrant the uncle, and you're like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't agree with you, but I love you. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Released, I did that. Running time, 121 minutes. Budget, $37 million. Adjusted for inflation. Fuck you, I'm not doing that. It hasn't been long enough. <laughs> Box it made office, a lot of money, okay? Yeah, it did. Box office, $407.1 million, guaranteeing that they're going to do all the books in the book series. Yay. Yay. We're gonna we're gonna get all of all of it. We're gonna get all of it, Steve. Great. Thank goodness. Uh, all right, Steve. Okay. All right. Hold okay. help hold me up. Hold me up. Okay. Well, yeah, I got you. I got you. Hold me up, okay? Lean we're on just lean on lean on me. Put there I'll you go. I'll lean on you. Okay. You're right. You're right. Uh and let's you and I mm-hmm. trudge with our eyes to the ground. Yes. Don't look as we enter the world mm-hmm. of Twilight. Steve? Yes. A, B, or C. <laughs> A, B, or C. We have to do this first. We have to do this first. Da- d- dude. All right. Steve, take it away. Okay. Yeah, I, I know you would like me to, wouldn't you? Turn it off. <laughs> Turn it off. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so we get some opening narration. From Bella, our, uh-huh. our our lead character, Bella Swan, played by Kristen Stewart, and she's we a teenager. We get some narration? There's a lot of narration. First off, it doesn't open with Bella yapping at us about things that they can't be bothered to show us. <laughs> we get to watch a deer. Oh, that's right, yeah. And then all of a sudden, there's a man that grabs the deer, and then everything goes white. And where are, where do we appear, Steve? We're we're in uh, Forks, Washington. No, we're in Arizona. Oh, that's right. Cause she she starts in Arizona. Yeah. So Bella is moving. She starts from, her narration because she's her mommy and her stepdad are gonna go on a fuck across America tour or something. Yeah. And so she's gonna go live with her dad in Forks, and someone forgot to tell the cinematographer, "Hey, we're in Arizona. Why is it blue? 
Why is Arizona blue? <laughs> Everything's blue in this movie. Everything, Everything is blue in this movie. They just <laughs> applied a filter to the entire thing. <laughs> they got the they they got the edit, and they were like, "Fuck it, I'm doing an adjustment layer. I'm turning the whole thing blue." Mm-hmm. But she starts talking about everything, right? Just everything. Oh yeah, talking. None about, of this is yeah. needed. None Life of Life and death and g- g- to die in the place of someone you love is a good thing. And it's like, oh, Bella, just shut up. Just shut just up. Just be quiet, please. Just tell us about your dad. Your dad seems fine. You know? No. <laughs> like, then we go to, f- she, we cut to her dad, who's a police guy. Yeah. And she just kind of mopes around with a sad look on her face for the entire movie, the end. Yeah. She just she just teens all over the place. She's just like she's not happy and she's gone back cuz the, the divorce and she doesn't want to live here. She hasn't lived with her dad for a while and she mm-hmm. doesn't want to she's not, you know, she doesn't want to move here but she has to because her her mom and her stepdad aren't you know like you said they're taking this road trip and she needs to be in school and um so yeah, Bella ain't Apparently happy. She hasn't seen her dad in a while, and she's yeah. not happy. And get ready for the whole not happy thing being her thing. It's like a theme. Yeah. And then she looks outside, and some Native Americans have sold a truck to her dad, and her dad gives the truck to uh, her, and that's where yeah. we meet wheelchair guy and yeah. and Taylor Lautner. His son, Jacob. Yeah. His son, Jacob. Who, who is has... a nice young man with a terrible wig. Yeah, with an awful a really awful wig. Oh my god. It's the worst wig ever. And I feel like, so bad for him because he seems like such a nice young man. Mm-hmm. He's one of the and, only quasi-likable characters in this entire movie. Mostly because he doesn't really do anything. That's right. We don't know the big secret yet. Oh, well, not yeah, it's it's hinted at quite uh, obviously a couple of times, but yeah, you don't he's know. He's a werewolf guy you, and you don't she's, technically know it yet. She's like, can I give you a ride to school? And he goes, I go to school on the reservation. And she's like, okay. So she drives, she goes to school, and she looks miserable some more. Mm-hmm. And um, for a very small town in a fairly conservative part of the state, that's a very diverse group of kids. <laughs> it sure is. And by golly, they're all so nice. They welcome the new girl right away. Mm-hmm. She uh, she walks into the school and she she's barely even out of the truck. And she instantly has like five new best friends. And they That's all seem right. to just think she's great. And they all hitting on her and they all think yeah. she's cute. And she the, yeah. does not give a fuck. She I can't even wanna... be bothered to be nice to them. I also want to point out, she gets the best parking spot. Yeah, right in front of the school. Right in front of the school. And I she know. and that doesn't even make cheer her up. Like, That's she's convenient. just a mope. But she finds all of these kids who are apparently obsessed about her at this point. Uh, yeah. And they all meet up at lunchtime. And that's, like, that's where we meet Anna Kendrick and Newspaper Girl and, uh, I don't know, the Newspaper Guy and Blonde Kid and don't worry they're not important they mean nothing there's no reason you will need to remember any of these characters but then all these whitey mcwhiterson kids about kids these grown adults (laughs) who are in high school for some reason who are in high school for some reason dressed all in white come in and they're like oh those are the cullens and uh they're vampires i guess i don't know (laughs) They, they moved just here moved a little. Here. Yeah, yeah, they just moved here, 
And then Edward Cullen comes in, and they see each other, and they're like instantaneously in love or something. I or guess. Or she's like obsessed with him, and he's obsessed with her. And then we go to biology class, and he he's looking like he, Edward Cullen's in that class. Yeah. And he's covering his face because I guess someone smells like a poopy. Yeah. And he looks like he's going to be sick. Yeah. He does look like he's going to be sick. And then he leaves, right? Yeah. And Belle is like sniffing her armpits going, what? Yeah. And then she sees him in the office and he's trying to get out of biology class. And uh, he hears him say, it's intolerable. I can't stand it anymore. I got to get out of this film. This has been a mistake. This is going to torpedo my whole career. (laughs) And he's like, oh. And so then we go to the cafe where they order food and pie. And she is like, still doesn't give a shit about how nice and welcoming everyone has been. Because she's a self-obsessed weirdo psychopath and we don't want to watch the movie anymore because we don't care we hope that a bear savages her and she dies yeah but but that doesn't happen but then she's sitting on her bed doing homework and what happens steve please don't make me say more please don't make me remind you what's in this movie i don't does she is it is this like she falls asleep or something no no no, we don't get that narration yet, I don't think. That's the first time I dreamed of Edward Cullen. Congratulations. Right. <laughs> Unless you're going to rub one out right now, I don't give a shit. Anyway, the next day she goes to school, and um, there's, Edward's more, not there. there's more friendos, and Edward's yeah. not there because she gives a shit. They have said nothing to each other, right? Right. They're supposed to be lab partners. They've said nothing to each other, but she's already obsessed with him, and he's gone. We cut to uh, a power plant, and a dude gets killed by people. Yep. Not really important. (laughs) Nope. We cut back to her house. Again, she's going, oh, and remember, she's klutzy and clumsy. She slips and falls, because that's That's right. She falls. She's, Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, and her dad's like, I gotta stay up late. Someone got myrtleized by the vampires. I mean, by, by an animal. By, by people, by animals, by something that, yeah. Anyway, gotta go. <laughs> and so then she goes to school again. And, oh, Edward's back. And he seems nice now. Yeah, he seems nice. He's like, hi, Ish. I want to introduce myself. I'm sorry for fleeing and looking like I was going to puke at the sight of you last week. I'm good now, though. I'm really I'm good. I'm good now. I'm, I want to know more about you, and you're fascinating. And, yeah, let's, and, let's, let's share this microscope and push it back and forth between <laughs> us so the movie can show how bad the sound design is. <laughs> Right? I mean that fuck that's a noisy microscope. And it's like it's a really here, noisy. here, can I look? Sure. Why is it doing that? I don't know. I think it's because it's bolted and we broke it. We well, I mean, I think it. the idea the idea is that they're supposed it's supposed to be like, oh, it's it's like an awkward exchange, but like they're they're doing the awkward bit with the acting. We don't need the fucking awkward movement and sound of the microscope to get that point across. But then they move their conversation to the hallway, and I think this yeah. is where this is the first time he tells her, you don't want to be friends with me. Yeah. Because I'm a bad boy. Even though he went out of his way just now to be nice to her. Yeah, yeah. he did, but it doesn't make sense. And he's like, I'm dangerous. Bye. Right? Because that's, yeah. that's good. So she goes out to her car. 
and she sees a bunch of people talking, doing stuff, and then there's a car accident, and she nearly gets smooshed. But Edward runs in and stops the car and bends it and saves her life. Yeah, like some kind of superhero. Yeah, and she's like, what the fuck was that about? And even though she's not injured no. at all. No, she's fine. She goes to the hospital. Yep. And her dad is like, what happened? <laughs> Why is well, she here? First, he puts a bullet in the head of the kid who was driving the car. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when we meet the Dr. Cullen. Yeah. What's his Carlisle. name? Carlisle. Carlisle Cullen. And everyone knows that Carlisle is a doctor in town. And these are all of his foster kids, Edward and yeah. Dippy and Goldenrod and whatever <laughs> yeah. the fuck, whatever their names are. Huey and, and Dewey and Louie, I think. He looks exactly no years older than his children. <laughs> yeah. And nobody thinks that's weird. Nope. Nope, they don't. Hey, Steve. Uh Uh-huh. We know they're vampires, right? We do. Why are they going to school? I don't know. They, they, there's no reason why they need to. I mean, there's no reason why they need to. They're supposed to be in hiding. They move into the, technically, she even tells them they don't live in town, technically. Right. They could just stay up by their house, eat as many deer as they need to eat, and not have to go in town at all. Because, like, they seem pretty rich. Well, you they, know, yeah, supposedly like they, 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 are they very have a rich. they have a nice house. They none of them seem to work except for the doctor. Uh, you know, none of the kids, quote unquote, seem to have jobs. So money mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be an issue. So it why not? So why not just hang out? You know, at your awesome house. house and just yeah. yeah. Why are um, you going be- to school? Because the plot needed to, and she watched too much Buffy. Oh, for sure. Oh my god, yeah. But apparently, <laughs> didn't pay very close attention. No. <laughs> But the same problems that I have with Buffy are the same problems I have with this. Well, I mean, we yeah. Well, the 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 one of the ways you can look at this movie is you can say it's like someone did Buffy, but they just kept only the creepy parts, <laughs> <laughs> and they cut out all of the other stuff that made Buffy a good show. And they're like, no, we're mm. just gonna do the creepy Buffy and Angel stuff, like the creepiest, most disturbing, problematic stuff between Buffy and Angel. That's mm. gonna be this entire movie. So now. Now she gets out and everyone's trying to the doctor tries to convince her that she, nothing happened and then Edward Cullen gaslights her and says no you never saw that you just bumped your head you're so stupid you just bumped yeah. your head you didn't see anything and nobody will believe you she's like yes I did and he's like no you didn't <laughs> and then she has a dream about him Yeah. where she wakes up and he's just standing in her room. Mm-hmm. And then the narration had to say, that's the first time I dreamt about Edward Cullen. I'm like, oh, thank God you told me. Yeah, I didn't thank know God. what that was. Then we're back at school again. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. You... <laughs> Aww. I fucking hate this. I hate it. This is so goddamn... Ugh. So, Dippy, blonde friend, asked her to the fucking prom, right? Right. And um, uh, he, she says, I'm, I'm, I don't like people, and I don't like you. And then Edward comes up again and says, I'm a bad boy, and you need to stay away from me. And when, why did he ask you to the prom? And she says, how do you, do you know that? And he doesn't answer that question. And then they go to... Uh, uh, some fucking place for science, an agriculture farm or something. Yeah, like a greenhouse or something, yeah. 
And he's still, like, hanging around with her, saying, you need to stay away from me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because he keeps this, coming up to her and saying, this is we a can't tactic. be friends. Right. And they, this, nothing, nothing, nothing. Nothing happens. It, nothing happens. They just walk around and talk at each other. And he keeps doing the same thing. I'm dangerous. You need to stay away from me. I think I have a choice of what I want. No, you don't. You don't really. Um, and she goes home. Her dad drinks a beer. <laughs> Good for him. Cut back to the school again. And this is when some people tell him about the Cullens, right? I don't, if you don't have it, I don't give a shit. I'm not going to do it. But this is literally, she is getting food, right? She is literally getting food. And he expressly walks up to her saying, we yeah. can't be friends anymore. Yeah, she's you not need, even we, talking to him. Yeah. No, we need to stay apart. And she's like, I was? You keep walking up to me and doing this? <laughs> you sack of shit? <laughs> and this just keeps going on and on. We're 32 minutes into the movie. Yeah. There's nothing in here that couldn't have been told in the first 15. No, nothing has happened. She then invites him to go to the surfing thing, and he says he can't go. And then while they're there at the surfing thing, they're like, oh, you invited Edward. And she's like, just to be friendly, not to suck his dick or anything. And that's when Jacob comes up. Yeah, and he and says that, well, the, this is this is my people's land, and the Cullens don't come here. And because no we said, know their wait, secret. The Cullens, didn't the Cullens just move here? <laughs> And and then he's like, "Oh, that's a plot hole." Um, or I, did they maybe, move here a while back? Wait, which maybe one? they just moved back. Maybe Wait, they what? lived here and then they left and then they moved back. Yeah, that's it. Oh, and this is part of this is also one of my favorite lines. Ready? Oh yeah. When Jacob walks up to her at the beach on his tribe's land, she says, "Are you stalking me?" This is the second time we've seen him. Yeah, it's been five days since the yeah. last time she saw it. Yeah, right. Meanwhile, you have a creepy weirdo. <laughs> who is seeking you out just to walk up and tell you you don't you don't want to have anything to do with me. Yeah. But God, Jacob. Dude that she happens to run into is stalking her. You, why are you so obsessed with me, Jacob? And then Jacob tells him, oh, well, a while back the Cullens came and they made a pact with my people. And, uh, and she didn't say, when was, when, when did, when did that happen? When did, who who was wait who who made the pack the Cullen, I thought the Cullens didn't live here before but now you're talking about stuff you know folklore that he's saying it's folklore I'm yeah like, okay and then there's a guy in a boat and so and a bunch of vampires eat him yeah that's a shame because they're they're bad guys and you can they're tell bad vampires they don't wear shoes that's right. <laughs> you got to watch those shoeless vampires they'll get you every time that's the worst kind I, that's what I always thought. So then she goes home and she goes on to Google, and at least she went on to Google, and not some made-up bullshit for the, for, <laughs> right. for a movie. I'm gonna go on Glorpnet. I'm gonna go on <laughs> Gliplop. Everybody's favorite search engine. I'm gonna go on Internet Search. Yeah, exactly. And she finds a book about his tribe's folklore, yeah. and it's in some other city. Port fuckhead. I don't know yeah. where it is. Yeah. And it just so happens, by sheer coincidence, that the next day, two of her friends are going to that town to shop for prom dresses. That's right, for prom dresses. And they're shopping for prom dresses. And she's like, I got I to gotta go to a bookstore because I need to pick up a bookstore of folklore because I'm pretty sure 
that um, the, the guy that I really like is probably a vampire. And so she goes to the bookstore, she gets the book, and then the local rape gang gets her. Yeah, and they're running quite a sophisticated operation because, like, yeah. two of them drive her down the alley, and then two more of them are at the other end, and they kind of, like, close in on her. It's like, boy, you guys have a sophisticated operation here. Mm-hmm. But then, but then, but then, Edward drives up in his yeah. Audi sports car or whatever it is. <laughs> it's a vampire in a Volvo. And he looks him down. Yeah. And as he's driving away, he's like, I just want to kill those guys. This is how I express I care about you. <laughs> yeah. You've got to calm me down. And she's like, wait, what? You're going to. And he's like, he needs to be talked down from killing them. And then she meets her friends and they're like, we don't know where you are. And then Edward shows up and they're like, yeah, butt stuff. And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> and then they go to dinner. Right? Yeah. And Edward's like, I can read everybody's mind. I can read that guy's. And he goes around and he's like, sex. And he's like, I don't know. One guy's thinking about a cat. Yeah, one guy's thinking about a cat. And she's like, teehee, we're getting to know each other. You wouldn't tell from her facial expression because she's still just... (laughs) It never changes. ...pissed off and annoyed. He once again warns her about stuff. That he's, like, dangerously attracted to her, and that they're wrong for each other, some poor shit. This scene just goes on forever. And then they're driving back home, and they see all the police outside of the boathouse, and he gets out, and his foster dad's there, and the sheriff is there, and they're like, oh, it was an animal attack. And they're like, oh, second one in just a short amount of time. And then she goes home to her dad. No, she goes to the dad's office. Nothing happens. They don't talk about anything worth t- <laughs> worth anything. And then she starts reading the book, and the book is like turns into fifty, turns into four hundred books. And then she goes on the internet, and she starts looking at other things, and she's like, "Oh, he is a vampire." Yeah, because yeah, because he has like he's fast and strong and he's cold vampire. Yeah, vampire. And she confronts him and he drags her into the woods because that's not dangerous. And he says, "God, I fucking hate this, Steve. You just yeah." She says, "She said she 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 goes through all the evidence about how fast and strong and everything is, and she says, I know what you are.' And he Uh says, and he says, I want you to say it. Yeah." And she goes, vampire. And then Edward says, are you afraid? And she's like, no. No, I'm just shivering and alone. You're taller than me. You're infinitely stronger. We're all all alone in these vast woods. And she's like, tell me. And ask the question you want to ask. What do you eat? And I st- and my thing was like, vampire, duh. Why do I yeah. need to ask a question? That's not and the question like, I was going to ask. <laughs> I eat blood. And she's like, good. And she's like, I need to show you what I really am. And then this movie goes insane. Oh, stupid. <laughs> just when you thought it couldn't get any dumber, you just he wait. Jumps on his back and he runs runs super fast through the forest which is dumb in and of itself Mm -hmm. because it's a because it looks dumb and it's and he finds a single ray of sunshine and he steps into it and he's all sparkly like diamonds he glitters he's a glitter vampire and he's like this is the skin of a killer (laughs) and she's like you'll never hurt me i know i know 
you'll never hurt me. And he's like, I so will. And she's like, no, you won't. And he's like, I will do it. Look how strong I am. And she says, you won't. How can you ever love someone? I've killed people. And at that moment, any normal human being would have put on the brakes. It would have been, wait, what? I thought you and your family ate animals. Yet you call yourselves vegetarians. Yeah. Which means either the author didn't understand what a vegetarian was. <laughs> well, that's the thing. There, there's a line when, when he tells her, you know, we consider ourselves vegetarians. That, to me, should be a joke line. Because you're right. Like yeah. they're, they're, they're vegetarians, quote unquote, because they only eat animals. Like, that, that's a joke. They, but it, it should not, have been. If they wanted to be serious, yeah. they, they missed one word. Like. Yeah. But it's we not, could it, consider ourselves like vegetarians. It's not played as a joke at all. And no, there's, of course there's not. There's no indication that anyone involved in the making of the film read that as well. That's kind of funny, though, right? Because like they 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 eat animals, but they call themselves vegetarians. That's isn't that kind of a joke? Nope, nobody. <laughs> no, so nothing. they have a big long conversation that goes nowhere. Yep. And then we cut to her lying in her room and hands are shoved down her pants. No, that's not it. That's not what this is. <laughs> this whole book series is about abstinence. It's about chastity. It's about keeping yourself pure until you're married. Mm. Until you're married into the cult. <laughs> exactly. He goes back to school. And now they're like a couple? Yeah, he's just kind of up and decided. After they had a whole scene where he was like, I don't know if I can restrain from killing you. Mm-hmm. And, then, <laughs> and then she's like, I'm good with that. So now they're boyfriend-girlfriend. Yeah. That's what I like. A boyfriend that could kill me at any point. <laughs> Who has admitted to me repeatedly that he thinks about killing me a lot and is That's just right. barely holding himself back from it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And also, he, he can read anybody's mind except hers. That's the yeah. big thing. Yeah. For Why? no reason. No reason. No reason. So then he tells him about when, when his not-dad um, turned him into a vampire. Right. Right. Because he was going to die of the influenza in 1918. Mm-hmm. And Carlisle was like, no, you ain't. And he vamped him. Why? For shits. Because mm-hmm. he wanted kids. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, so we have another one of those long scenes of Bella and Edward. Just, fuck it. I don't care anymore. Where they just <laughs> talk about nothing. It has no humor. It has no convincing dialogue to... To make you think, why is she falling in love with him? What was in her personality would make him make her fall for this moody, bizarre, bipolar moron? Who I, I, Steve, people liked this. They did. They liked this. They did. Were they all eleven years old? They must have been. Even grown people were eleven years old. I don't get it. What the thing I kept thinking of? It doesn't really come up in this movie. It comes up more so in in the later movies when Jacob becomes a more important character. But you remember there was the whole Team Edward and Team Jacob thing. Sure. How is anyone Team Edward? I don't like I, Jacob. I, don't I mean, know. none of these none of these are good characters, and none of these movies are, are anywhere close to good. But mm-hmm. like Jacob seems like a nice guy. Yeah, he, he's not a creep. He's not a nope. stalker. He's not like nope. abusive. How nope, is he's anybody? Friendly. He's yeah. not. He's not hitting on her hard like no. every boy at the school did. He doesn't. He doesn't threaten her. 
Nope. He doesn't say, I might kill you, like, every five minutes, like Edward does. Like, uh-huh. like how is anybody Team Edward? <laughs> anyway, she's at the house. Um, the wheelchair Native American and Jacob show up again. And uh, I don't know. Does the Indian guy say anything of import? Nope. Okay. I don't think so. Yeah. Anyway, she gets invited to their house. Now, again, their house is a modern house. It, I'm sorry. A modern mansion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> situated back in the woods, out of town. There's no reason any of them needed to go to school. They say, well, it's easier for us to integrate and keep our secret if we send people who look like adults and are completely pale and don't interact with anyone to the to the school. Yeah. Because that's the, called hiding in plain sight, right? Yeah. And it's much it's much easier. I guess it's a much better hiding strategy, you know, instead of just pretending to be normal adults. To pretend to be high school students when you're clearly not. Anyway, she shows up and she meets the mess of the family and there's bitchy sister who doesn't like her, quirky sister who does like her, mom who's making food for her because she eats, but she ate before she came. So because she thought they don't eat and then someone gets insulted and crushes a bowl and then there's dorky, no personality brother and spooky... (laughs) curly-haired brother who looks like he's about to die from shock right <laughs> yeah and that's the the collins dun 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 anyway edward shows her around the house right yeah we're an he show, hour he, he shows her he, he, movie. he shows her the collection of graduation caps okay so let's address that now hey steve yeah. how old is edward um, like a hundred. He's a hundred and eight. Yeah. He's a hundred and eight years old. He doesn't look it. No. But he's a hundred and eight years old. Yeah. How old is Bella? It's like sixteen or seventeen, something like that. Yeah, sixteen. I think they're both juniors. Yeah. So sixteen. Yeah. Or so 17? sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. Is that appropriate? It really isn't at all. It really isn't at all, it, is it, it? It couldn't ever be. No. <laughs> he's pretending that he's a teenager, but he ain't one. No. Hey, Steve. Guess what my problem with Buffy the Vampire Slayer is? Oh, that ex- that exact thing? <laughs> that exact same fucking thing where grown adults keep fucking a teenager. It's not implied she has sex before she graduates. Yeah. Her first time is with a 300-year-old dude. Yeah. Right? I yeah. can't remember how old He's not Angel I don't think he's was. quite that old, but he's like over 100, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. a grown man. Oh yeah. And here's the thing, in 1928, even though he died when he was 17, he was technically an adult in 1928. Mhm. So at no point would their relationship ever be <laughs> appropriate. You know. Aside from the fact of his weird moodiness, her telling her what to do all the time and his constant, you know, I could just kill you and wear you like a coat. <laughs> like, okay. Oh, Edward. <laughs> he shows her his room. He doesn't have a like, bed because he doesn't sleep. Right. And then he says, climb on my back, spider monkey. Oh, oh yeah, and I like music. Oh, now he's fully, he's a fleshed out character because he likes music. <laughs> he likes music. Does he like chocolate too? Did he like it when he was alive? I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> What a what a great thing. So they go running out into the forest where he's climbing trees and shit. <laughs> there's a there's a really funny line here 
where they climb to the top of like a big tall tree mm-hmm. and and Bella says this is incredible things like this don't happen in in the real world and I'm like you climbed a tree <laughs> like granted he they she climbed it really fast yeah. on the back of a vampire like right. okay but you climbed what looks they they when they pull back for like the the wide aerial shot mm-hmm. looks like a pretty climbable tree it's a very like, climbable tree i mean it it's not like impossible. You could have climbed this tree if you wanted to. Do you think they bought a to. crane to put them up there? Fuck no. They probably climbed up there themselves. <laughs> Get up that fucking tree. <laughs> I mean, it's like okay, no. She has Bella. so many terrible lines in this movie. Oh my god. She has a line as bad as "I don't like sand." <laughs> it's the one where she says, "I don't like cold, wet things." Oh god, yes. yes. I don't like it here. I don't like cold, wet things. And it's like, even when you're super hot in the desert and you want to put something on your forehead, keep your forehead. Oh, it's cold and wet. Don't get it away from me. No, I don't like cold, wet things. Make that washcloth hot and dry, because that's what I like. (laughs) That will comfort me in the desert. Then we cut to a music video for morons. Where are we? I don't know, but he's playing the piano, right? Yeah, he is. Because this is more of that, we're going to flesh out his character. She literally sits next to him with that face where I can't tell what she's feeling. Nausea? No. Annoyance? Exactly. No emotion. Is she impressed? Is she bored? (laughs) What is this? Yeah. Meanwhile, the bad vampires are leading away the police who are looking for whatever killed the people. Yeah. Then we go back to school. And people, and then just briefly, because I can't remember what they talk about, nor do I care, because it's not important. Then she sits down, I think, with her father at their little cafe thing to have pie and eat. And is this when she insults him? No, that's not till later, I think. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're only like an hour, 13 minutes into the film. Oh, and then she talks to her mommy. That's right. She's like, I'm in love. She's like, are you in love? And she's like, I died. And right before she gets to talk about it, Edward's just in her room. (laughs) Yeah, just hi. Don't bother knocking. And he's like, I want to try something. And this is the big moment where they kiss. Yeah. And you're like, yay. But then he has to get away from her. Because, number yeah. one, she's like a 12-year-old in underwear, and that's not cool, because yeah. they were getting pretty hot and heavy, and then he's like, I'm tortured! Yeah, and also, to him, she's food. <laughs> he's making out with his food. Right. But it's... Someone just knocked on my door. Just a second. Okay. And all the patrons are coming with you. All you guys are oh. coming with me. <laughs> Just a second. Okay. (sighs) It was just an Amazon guy. Oh, good. That brief moment that I looked outside, breath... Breathed fresh hair. I was a million <laughs> miles away from this fucking movie. I really, honestly, I lingered. I, you couldn't see it, but I lingered at that door. I was like, I can run. <laughs> oh, I can run. I, I don't have to do this. I have a choice. <laughs> 
Anyway, so then instead, he just falls asleep next to her. Yeah. And they cuddle. And then we cut to her dad cleaning a gun. <laughs> yeah. Dad knows what's up. Because she's going to... He, he meets Edward. And he is his normal, weird, creepy, <laughs> pale, not human self. <laughs> and they're like, we're going out. He's going to take me to play... <sighs> this is it. Take him to play what, Steve? Baseball. Oh, the national because, pastime. Because there's going to be a thunderstorm, right? Yeah, and it and there's a yeah. So here's maybe the dumbest idea in this whole dumb movie. Mm-hmm. So the vampire family <laughs> loves loves to play baseball, but they can only play during thunderstorms because because when because when they hit the baseball, they it makes such a loud noise that it sounds like thunder. Oh, I thought you were going to say because a five-year-old wrote this fucking thing. I think that's the real reason, yeah. <laughs> it's, it does. It sounds like something from like a children's fairy tale. I thought the same thing. Mm-hmm. It sounds like something from like a fairy tale that someone would write that was meant to be read to a four-year-old. Right. Why can the, how come the vampires only play during storms? Because the crack of the bat sounds like thunder. Like It's, a, it's the dumbest idea ever. Can I ask you but, a question? Yeah. Did they appear to be hitting those balls any farther than any Major League Baseball player? Nope. Are they using wooden bats? They are, which makes which begs the question, if they're hitting the ball that hard with a wooden bat, why ain't the bat breaking every single time? Here's my last question. How long yeah. does this thing go on for? About 85 years. <laughs> Here's but, uh, the thing about here's the thing about baseball. That, that those of us who are baseball fans, we appreciate this, which is baseball doesn't have a clock. A baseball game, in theory, could last forever. And boy, this movie definitely proves that. Anyway, it gets interrupted because psychic pixie girl vampire lady. Yeah. yeah. Um, she senses that the bad vampires are coming. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh no! Quick, hide Bella." You mean run away really fast with her in your arms so they can't smell her? No, just kind of tuck her in. Just tuck her in behind us. <laughs> just have her stand a few feet away. It'll be fine. <laughs> and they show up and they're, hey, what's going on? Can we play baseball too? And they're like, sure. After all this stupid tension. And then bad guy Blonde, Blondie smells her and he's like, oh boy, I'm going to eat you. And they're like, no, you're not. And they have a standoff and they walk away. Whew. And now Edward's like, we got to hide you because yeah, we're an hour and 24 minutes into this fucking movie and finally something is happening. Now, right? now out of nowhere, there's going to be an action plot. And the whole family having met her once, they're all willing to try to protect her. And she goes home, and she's super upset because I guess maybe I don't know she made a mistake in choosing a vampire for a boyfriend because he wasn't completely honest about everything about vampires. <laughs> like yeah. maybe she'll get killed and eaten. And she goes home, and her dad's like, "What's going on?" And she's like, "Fuck you! I hate you! I don't like the diner! Go fuck yourself!" And she hurts his feelings on purpose right right so then um they drive back she picks him up drives her back to his family's house and uh uh-oh one of the bad vampires is there except i guess he's not that bad because yeah he's come to warn them yeah 
hey, I was really getting out of the whole hunt, the hunting people thing, and this guy's crazy, and you should hide him. And they're like, yeah, and they all go down to the garage, and they've got a plan, and I don't care what the plan is. <laughs> um, and one of them, the dad has a line, hey, she's with, she's with, with Edward. That makes her family because we met her once, and she watched us play baseball. And they're like, okay, you're gonna drive that way. And we're gonna do we're gonna wear something. we're gonna, we're gonna you know, some, they they wear Bella's clothes to mm, throw right. the bad vampire off the scent, and then it works a little bit, but then it stops working. Yeah, right, because the psychic yeah. vampire is like, uh, I don't, he, he senses, and then he calls her, and his mom, her mom's on the phone, but she doesn't seem to reply to anything that Bella has to say. And Bad Vampire is like, "You're gonna come, you're gonna come, go to the ballet place where you did ballet. How would I know that? I don't know. Just go there." <laughs> now, at this point, are they in Arizona or are they still in Washington? I think now they're in Arizona. Now they're in Arizona. You can't Boy, tell they got because there fast. Arizona is just as blue as as Forks is. They drove from Washington State to Arizona in record yeah. time, I, I, I would like to point out. <laughs> well, she goes by herself, right? Yeah. Because she's got to get her mommy. And then she goes in the room, she hears her mom behind a door, and it turns out it's not her mommy. It's a, a videotape. He set up a whole a, a TV and a VCR. <laughs> Just and now he's like, I'm he's, gonna. He's eat, an I'm, AV geek. He's not just yeah. a, a predator vampire. He's an AV geek. I'm gonna eat you. And she starts throwing her around, and she he breaks her leg, and she gets a piece of mirror stuck on her leg, and then Edward shows up, and he's like, I'm gonna kill you. And they start fighting, and then he's about to kill him, and they're like, No, don't do this, Edward. Calm down. Let us kill him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tear him to pieces and burn we'll him. We'll tear him to pieces. Meanwhile, <laughs> Bella is dying, and she got bitten by the bad vampire, and I guess she's turning into a vampire. And then Dr. Dad says, quick, suck out the poison. <laughs> suck the poison out. How? She's been bitten for a really long time, but suck, suck all the poison out. You're going to have to suck really hard, Edward. But Edward is starting to lose control, and he almost kills her? Yeah. Because he can't stop. She passes out. She has a dream of the two of them lying down somewhere. And she wakes up in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And her mom's there. And she's like, the Cullen sold us everything. You fell down two flights of stairs and went out a window. <laughs> Sounds just like our Bella. And uh, uh, Edward's been here this whole time. He refuses to leave. Um, and uh, he's asleep, and she shows him, and I guess he's pretending. Yeah, because right? he don't sleep. Because he doesn't sleep, and then Bella wakes up, and she's acting confused, right? Yeah. And he's like, shut up, just everyone shut up. <laughs> and she gets ready for the prom, because she's going to the prom with this grown fucking man. <laughs> yeah, who almost got her killed. Almost got her killed, and, the, and she's got a cast on her leg. Uh, but before she can go into the prom, Jacob shows up and he said, my uncle paid me money to come and tell you, stop, stop fucking with the vampire, please. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just leaves. And the audience is like, what the fuck was that about? Like, and why also, did he, why, why did he wear a shirt and tie just to walk up to her and say that? And then she goes to prom and they kind of dance 
a little bit, and then they dance at, at a pagoda all by themselves outside. And she's like, turn me into a vampire. And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. I don't feel like it. Let's just kiss, and we're in love now, and everything's, everything's great. But, oh, no, bad vampire is... um. The bad lady vampire from the bad vampire group is looking at him. Yeah, she's like, oh, I got an evil idea. And then she turns around and she walks into the ending credits. That's the end of the movie. (laughs) And the end of the movie is also a series of pictures from the movie you just watched. And I understand because I don't think I would remember any of the things that happened. (laughs) Or the people. And then the movie's fucking... Dunn and Jason is so close to killing himself. Guys, I swear to God, re-watching this goddamn thing another time was... I I nearly broke my rule. I really did. I went, I took a long break. I've had a long weekend. Steve can testify to this. I worked all goddamn weekend long. Mm -hmm. Okay? I watched it the night at that night. I got home at 10:30 at night. I watched this fucking thing and I went to bed and then woke up and watched it again. Steve? Yes. How do you feel about this 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 torture show? This fucking Maquis, the Maquis decided we go, "Oh, that's wonderful." <laughs> what? How do you feel about whatever the fuck this was? Twilight. More like bad film. You've done that joke before. I did, I know. Um, So here's the thing. Everything about this movie is bad. (laughs) Everything about this movie is wrong. Yes. Everything about this movie is the way you should not do it. Mm -hmm. The the acting is almost uniformly terrible. Mm -hmm. I suspect that is largely a product of the terrible direction and editing, Mm -hmm. since the the actors have shown themselves to be talented people, capable of giving good performances in other works. Um, We mentioned this already, but the leads, particularly Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson, have proven that they are good actors. But you'd never know it watching this. Nope. Never. Their characters are supposed to be irresistibly drawn to each other, willing to throw away everything else in their lives in order to be together. And yet, mm-hmm. and, and yet Stuart and Pattinson, who dated in real life for several years after this, have no chemistry on screen whatsoever. Nope. We get so many shots of them casting overheated glances in each other's directions. When he's yet, not looking sick to his stomach or when she's look, not looking sick to her fucking stomach. <laughs> but there's never any spark at all between them. Their, no. their scenes with each other are always clumsy and unconvincing. Um, and again, maybe that's more the fault of the director or the editor than the actors, but uh, it is book, what it is. Or the, or the, or the script, or the, book, or the yeah, producers, the, the source, or anything, the companies yeah. that produce the film. Oh, yeah. It's all wrong. It's all wrong. Um, I mean, for, for most of its running time, which is about two hours but feels like longer, the movie is at least fascinatingly bad. Like, it approaches a level of inexplicable awfulness that rivals the room at times. Sure. And you find yourself asking when you watch when you're watching it, who would write characters that behave this you way? You know what? I would like, watch. I would pay Tommy Wiseau 
to adapt the screenplay. Oh, it would be better than this. It would, it would be, be it, infinitely better because then you go... It would be go, way more entertaining. Yeah, because now you have a reason as to why the script is so awful. And he would go on bizarre, weird tangents <laughs> and he'd cast himself as a as a 17-year-old, 108-year-old vampire. Of course he would. I would kill to see him play Edward Cullen. I would, yeah, it would be... Ha, a ha, way, ha. But, you must stay away from me because uh, I am I am bad for you. I'm going to kill you. i mean it would be way better than this but yeah yeah like who who would write characters that behave this way who who would conceive of a story this shallow and preposterous that seems so convinced of its own depth and seriousness Mm -hmm. what sort of director shoots scenes like this or directs actors to do some of the things these poor actors are made to do. Yeah. What editor would choose to cut scenes in ways that obliterate any tension or excitement or drama or clarity? Apparently an editor that has never worked since. Apparently, yeah. I mean, it's just like, why is it? It's not just that it's bad. It's you watch it and you think, why is it like this? Mm-hmm. How could it? How could it possibly be like this? There's a scene. Um, when he takes her out into the woods, right? Yeah. That is framed where they're tiny in the lower lower right-hand corner of the screen. Yeah. For no reason. It conveys nothing other than yeah. no, it does it honestly doesn't convey anything. I whoever came up okay for this shot where they're exchanging dialogue about him being a vampire. I want them small in the t- in the corner of the screen. Why? Oh, uh, that- it looks good. That that scene, since you brought that up, that scene where she tells him that she knows he's a vampire, right? And they're in the woods. That is one of the worst edited scenes I have ever seen in any movie. Yeah. And it's 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 again, it's I mean, it's aggravating, but it's also fascinating because like the what would in any other ordinary movie, what would probably be the master shot of that scene is Bella closer to the camera in the foreground and Edward standing behind her in the background. And she's facing away from him. They're both facing camera and she's like kind of glancing over her shoulder and going through her dumb dialogue about, you know, you're incredibly fast and strong and you're cold and blah, blah, blah. And. Like, that's the shot, because there's tension in that scene, even though, I mean, theoretically, it's terrible, but the idea is there's tension in that scene, because she is telling him what she knows about him, and he's, like, sort of just looming behind her listening. Uh But instead of just holding that shot... For no reason at all, it cuts to this weird sideways tracking shot from behind Uh them, and then it cuts to all these close-ups of them, and then it cuts to like an aerial shot of them, and it's like, it just, it's chopped up for no reason. It would have been a bad scene anyway, but they take, it could have at least worked on a basic level with just I can explain the scene if you want to understand why it's like that. I would love for you to explain it. (laughs) This is a scene where there is dialogue... Such as, I'm not afraid, and then two minutes later, I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm yes. afraid of I'm afraid of losing you forever. It is essentially a scene between two people having this penultimate discussion about why he feels so conflicted about and what she knows, and it's all this confrontation. But on paper, and with these actors, nothing's happening. The actors aren't conveying enough emotion to make it feel feel you know full of tension. So the only way that they could make it feel active is to continually cut to these bizarre shots. 
yeah. over and over and over and over again in order to instill some sort of um, forward thrust or that, that like something meaningful is going on when all they're really do, doing is trying to keep the goddamn audience awake. <laughs> yeah, if, I mean... Had, I- had the script and performances been better, there wouldn't have been any cutaways. I almost guarantee you there wouldn't have been. Well, and I mean, honestly, even with the performances as they were, there shouldn't have been. I mean, mm-hmm. but you, it touches on something that uh, the thought that occurred to me, it really occurred to me in that particular scene because it's really egregious there. But it happens, it recurs throughout the movie, that same kind of thing where like I'm sitting there on the couch watching the movie and I'm, I don't think I ever actually said it out loud, but I'm thinking in my head. Why are you doing that? And uh-huh. I'm talking to the movie. I'm talking to the director. I'm like, why did you do that? Like, that makes no sense. Nope. You just made a choice that makes no sense at all. It means uh-huh. nothing. And it, whatever and and whatever the scene was trying to accomplish, now it's impossible and it's completely ruined because you just did that. Uh-huh. Um, you muddled feel- your scene. Yeah. It feels like a movie created by people who have never seen a movie. Or by a robot with um, basic yeah. programming on how to make a movie. Well, and it and it feels like it was made for an audience of people who have never seen a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, because anybody, even people who aren't film geeks, like if you've seen enough movies, you just you watch that scene, and even if you can't articulate it, you just it's wrong. It's yeah. wrong. You just you know that what they're doing something they don't have to do and that they shouldn't do. That they're they're cutting their own legs off by doing this. Um, it's a vampire movie made for people who don't know about vampires because all the vampire <laughs> stuff in it is stupid. They they, <laughs> they 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 call them vampires and they're basically vampires. They drink they're undead and they drink blood, but they arbitrarily ignore well-established pieces of vampire lore for no reason, and then they add stuff back in that is just dumb, like the sparkling and like the no sleeping thing and like you know you have to I guess in order to kill one. You, you, they don't do the stake through the heart thing and you sunlight doesn't kill them. tear it you apart have, and burn it. You have to tear them apart and burn them. Um, you know, it's just, and it's, 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 it's a romance for people who have never been in a romantic relationship or at least mm-hmm. a healthy one because we've talked Ten-year-olds. about this. Yeah, we, we've talked about this throughout the summary. I mean, Edward's behavior toward Bella is horrible and abusive yes. and gaslighting and there's and inexcusable. And there's and just misogynistic and, and, and yeah, just and, and creepy and creepy as hell. It's just awful. And no, no, even. Yeah. And and it's a movie about teenagers made by people who seem to have never seen or heard or interacted with a single teenager. Again, like 10 year olds. Yeah. Who doesn't know and, about vampires? 10 year olds yeah it, yeah it every single every single note in the movie is false mm-hmm. um and worst of all in its closing scenes it gets boring because oh, at sure. least at least up until then like i mean it, it was always boring in terms of what it was trying to do but at least for most of it its awfulness is so baffling that it's kind of perversely entertaining in a way mm-hmm. um once it loses that there's literally no reason to keep watching Right. I, di- I didn't care about any of these characters or what happens to them. I think the filmmakers have failed to achieve whatever they were trying to achieve. I'm not even sure what that was because the film is so off any mark that any film made by sane people <laughs> should be <laughs> should be trying to hit. Like, um, and the most incredible thing about this movie is it's not even the worst Twilight movie. No. But thankfully, it's the only one we had to watch. Mm-hmm. So 
Because so we're not watching least, another one of these fuckers, I'll tell yeah, you that much. At least there's that. So those that's my review. It's just it's everything about it is bad and wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my turn. Go for it. Garbage ingredients, garbage product. <laughs> we start with a garbage book. Yeah. That was made. Um, there we go. It's teen lit, right? It caught on for some reason with a whole lot of people who, well, I mean, a, a whole lot of women. I mean, I'm sure there might be men out there that really liked Twilight, the book. But Twilight, the book, isn't that great. It was popular. Yeah. And then they had, you know, they decided to adapt it. And rather than improve the dialogue or maybe give characters fucking motivations to do shit. We're just presented with stuff. What's so? What, Steve? What's uh, what's Bella's motivation? Oh God! <laughs> what what drives she, Bella? What, what I, why is Bella the way she is? I, I have than, no idea. I, I guess I, she's a teenager. I have we no see idea. Exam- we see examples of other teenagers and they're movie teenagers. Don't get me wrong, but they seem to be happy and having fun. There's a brief scene where she's running, where her and Edward are running away um, from bad vampires. <laughs> And she turns and she looks and she sees other kids her own age coming out of a coffee shop, right? Yeah. And that was the only scene in the whole movie that perhaps is an expression of, oh, well, my life could have been better. I could be happy. and But she was never happy. Yeah. She was never friendly. She barely smiles through this entire fucking thing. The entire school is going out of their way to make her feel welcome and happy. No one feels, no one in town makes her feel bad. They're always giving her stuff. Oh, I remember you. You always like Barry Cobbler. I'll get that for you. And she's got the attitude of, fuck off. Why are you bothering me? God, fuck off. Why are you bothering me? Uh, why, Why are you being nice to me? I've never hated a character almost instantaneously while watching a film. But when I realized that this was not going to change about Bella, and I didn't understand why Bella was the way she was, and why Bella was suddenly attracted to this boy who was constantly negging her, mm-hmm. and constantly th- kind of threatening her with the, I'm a bad boy, and you don't want to get involved with bad boys, so I'm going to walk away now. And she's like, I want him! <laughs> and I need more than he's cute and he keeps yeah. doing this creepy, misogynistic, manipulative bullshit. Where he's like, I want you, but I can't have you. I'm tortured. And he runs away. Right? He does that for a fucking hour. Oh, God, yes. For an hour, we watch this going back and forth. Number one, this movie needed an edit. It needed an edit. Hey, Steve, did we need to see her in Arizona? No. It's nope. okay. I can answer for you. We don't need to see her in Arizona. <laughs> Do we need any? any of the narration no not at all no it's not that complicated nothing she's (laughs) saying isn't something that could have been expressed differently in the film right absolutely we didn't we don't need her to say out loud any of the things that she says in this narration it's not needed at all what you needed was someone and i have a sneaking suspicion that gave a shit and i think everyone involved in this movie didn't give a shit hey you want to adapt twilight it's a very popular novel. It's probably going to make a gazillion dollars. Sure. We'll yeah. do it. We don't want you to add any lines. In fact, there's some lines that the author insists be put into the movie. The one line that you absolutely needed to have in the movie was that line that Edward says that says, a lion fell in love with a lamb. Yeah. That's a that's a deal breaker. Okay. You, <laughs> like, you yeah. need that line in the movie. <laughs> yeah, okay. we need that line in the movie. Great. It, sh- it fucking sucks. I know. Just put it in. Just okay, do I don't it. give a shit. You're paying me. I don't give a fuck. It's not even close to the worst line in the movie. Just go ahead. Do it. 
Excuse me. From the directors, to the producers, to the stars, to everyone that worked on it, to the cinematographer, to the person that did the fucking music, as much as that hurts, no one Mm -hmm. gave a shit. No one gave a shit. Because if they did, they would have sat down day one and said, our characters need motivations more than what's on these pages right now. Yeah. And they could have gone, okay, well, let's give her some. Well, we'll diverge from the book. Who cares? We have to. We have to. (laughs) We have to. What they figured was, well, all the fans of the book will come so long as it's adapted well to the to the to the book, and so we don't need we're not going to change anything. We don't have to do anything. Just shoot the fucking thing, make it all blue, and then put it you know and put it out in theaters. And all of them went yay. They grabbed a paycheck. They got associated with a huge fucking film, and everyone went their own way. Not very many of them went to very good places after this movie came out because while it did make a shit zillion dollars, everyone also also recognized that it was a shitty movie. And it was not one of those movies that was going to be, you know, in 10, 20 years, people are going to watch this and they're going to recognize it for what it is, which is a commentary on... Something. How about it's a very long, boring Buffy? How about that? Where oh the, my God. We just take the Buffy character, yeah. remove her of anything interesting. <laughs> like, literally yeah. anything. And give her the one quirk. She's clumsy, right? She keeps Everyone keeps mentioning it, and she trips a couple of times, right? Yeah. But at its heart, this movie is a fantasy for, for children who have never experienced what it's like to be in a relationship or fall in love. It's, it's, you know, oh, he's dark and he's dangerous and he can hurt people, but he won't hurt me because he loves me and that makes him even more delicious. Oh, and let's make him, he sparkles in the sun so I can say, you're beautiful and he hates himself and I love that, that he hates himself because he's so dangerous. Fuck you. Grow the fuck up. <laughs> everything, you're right, Steve, everything is wrong. The script, the characters, everything. The way it's shot, the way it's edited, Everything. And it's hard to believe that I can say everything is wrong about a movie, but everything is wrong about this movie, okay? And it doesn't help when you put in characters to contrast against your central ones, right? Yeah. So here you have Bella. Doesn't smile, looks at everybody like they're going to hit her. She doesn't seem to get along with the people, although I guess she does eventually make friends at the school despite her best efforts. <laughs> exactly. And compare and contrast them to happy people her own age doing things that people her own age would do. It doesn't help that you compare and contrast Edward already against Jacob, right? Right. It was like, hey, how you doing? No pressure, no threats, no looming in close, telling her I'm dangerous. He's a fucking werewolf. And he's not doing that. <laughs> exactly. We don't know that in the movie, but he's a fucking werewolf. Yeah. No pressure, doesn't ask her out, doesn't do anything, doesn't, you know, he's not some creepy fucking weirdo. But she, of course she's going to fall in love with the creepy fucking weirdo who saves her life and then needs to be talked down so he doesn't do violence against those guys. Yeah, he's just so mad. And I'm so mad and angry and she's got to talk him down. And for sane people... The minute you have to talk down someone that you've really not started dating yet from committing acts of violence, you walk away from that. Yeah. But this movie teaches you, no, 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 no. Oh, he will, he'll do acts of violence against that. Hell, shit, he admitted he killed people. And it's okay, because that just made you wetter, didn't it? It made you wetter <laughs> down in your, in your weird area. He's and a you're killer. like, oh, he's a killer, but he's not with me. 
<laughs> it's romance novel bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And that's what it is. It's a romance. It's a rom an adapted romance novel from someone who went, okay, I want to do it with vampires, but not icky ones. So my vampires don't eat people, and they're always pretty. <laughs> <laughs> And fuck it, they sparkle in the sunlight. And his excuse is people would know that we're different if they saw us in the sunlight. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense, yeah, they would notice. Maybe they'd also notice if a bunch of 27-year-olds showed up at high school. (laughs) And kept coming back to town every few years and going through high school again. (laughs) To do four years of high school. (laughs) Like, aren't there people in this town that are old enough to remember the last time these kids went to high school there? I don't know. I don't know. But no one stops and says, how much older are you? Your foster kids seem like... One of them literally looks older than you, dude. Yeah. And he's like, blah, and he just runs away. (laughs) There are so many ways that this story could have been told different and using traditional vampires. Oh, yeah. You know, maybe it's perfectly fine, vampires, maybe. But if you use a traditional vampire, then she couldn't... So here's, here's the conceit. They need to meet in high school like they're high school students, so they have to be able to go out in the daylight. Dracula went around in the daylight. Yeah. Bram Stoker's Dracula went around walking around in the daylight. There's no rule that says they can't, right? Right. So you could have them walking around in the daylight. They could still have sport fangs every once in a while, turn into bats, fog, who, who knows? Traditional vampire stuff. They live out in the woods. They have old money, and so they can build a, a little thing, but she needed it. To, number one, she's selling it to teens, so it had to take place in a high school. And just like everything else in this movie, it wasn't thought through and doesn't make sense. And so you're just no. kind of left going, okay, so it's not the story that I'm into. It's not the romance that I'm into. I don't like the characters in the movie. Um, there's plenty of characters that are just set decoration at this point by the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. She has a line at the end of the movie where she says, she tells her mom, I've got to apologize to my dad. Never see it. No, because why would you? That character means nothing. We make a point of hurting his feelings, right? Yeah. She says some hurtful things and she leaves. And then she says, I've got to say, I got to apologize to my dad. And she doesn't do it. And so as an audience member, you're left going, so we don't get a scene where she tells her father that she cares about him? Okay. Yeah. So I guess she don't. I guess that's not important. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's being indoctrinated into a creepy family with their own rule, <laughs> with their own set of weird rules. And I guess technically any of them can kill her at any moment if they just all lost control because they're all just barely holding it in or some yeah. fucking she, shit. She's is, really she's really trusting this family of vampires. Is yeah. <laughs> And so the movie's shit. If you guys like it, great. I'm glad you managed to salvage your experience. But I've avoided this movie since its release. Because I knew it was going to be bad. And it turned out it was. I never heard anything positive about the movie. Right? From critics or even from fans who tried to describe it. Because the minute they tried to describe it, I'm like, wait, what? Wait a minute. What? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, hold on. He abuses her mentally? And she still falls in love with him. And they're like, well, that's not like that. And I'm like, then what is it like? What is it like? It's different in the book. How is it different in the book? Well, you can understand Bella better. Okay, please tell me. Why does she fall in love with him? 
Because they're attracted supernaturally. Okay, <laughs> fuck you. All right. That's, that, that's not a. That doesn't. That's cheating. That's cheating. <laughs> it's like they're attracted to each other because they just are. If you're going to throw the supernatural in it where they can just fall in love with it, then she could fall in love with fucking anything. She could fall in love with a toad in the woods. And you could say, well, it was a supernatural attraction. And it's like, that's not. That's not yeah. satisfying. I need, to know why, I need to know why, what fucked up Bella so bad that she would go running to this creeper. Yeah. <laughs> Other than he's, he's, he's attractive-ish. <laughs> and, so, and, and that's just the Bella character. It's the same for all the rest of them. He says, I couldn't read your mind and you fascinate me and, you're, and your stink is intoxicating to me and... But I gotta go, because I'm tortured. And that's not a character, right? No. He never, no mention is, I love the way he makes me laugh. I love the way he makes me feel protected. I love the way, you know, these talks that we have. Their talks are meaningless garbage. They have no connection on a personal level at all. It's like they came out of a random romance dialogue generator. And someone just kept cranking it out, and they pieced it together, and then they had their scene. Yep. So, Steve, recommend or not recommend? Oh, God, not recommend. Good, me either. Let's get this <laughs> fucking thing to stake this goddamn thing and move on with our goddamn lives. Yes. Steve? Yes. Recommend something. I am going to recommend something that is also a vampire movie. You uh, better not recommend what I'm about to recommend. Well, no. Well, well, it's from a different year, so. Okay. Oh, yay. Okay, go for it. I try not to. Uh, I, I only infringe, infringe on upon your, my territory. I only infringe on your who made it territory occasionally with my trivia. I try not to infringe <laughs> on your, your recommendation territory. No, this One is a day. movie. Yes. <laughs> this is a movie about a young person who is a vampire or who at least thinks they are a vampire. Um, it was directed by one of the great directors of horror movies of the latter half of the 20th century, I would say, um, who is mostly known for zombie movies. Yeah. But who made this kind of sort of vampire movie. It's and only kind of sort of. I know what movie yeah. you're going to do. Yeah. It's, it's called Martin. Mm-hmm. And it's about a guy named Martin who's a young and guy. And his family. And his family. He's, and he's very funny. And uh, him and it's, it's and, about and, a, a, and he has a girl, a, a wife named Gina, and <laughs> you finally you pick. I, I knew you were gonna pick up on it. And she's always going ma and <laughs> and he's like Gina, and that's basically. And then the he show. then he slices her neck with a razor blade and drinks. Her yeah, blood. and drinks her okay. blood because he thinks he's a vampire. Martin does. Yes. Um, no. So um, Martin is a young guy who thinks he's a vampire, and he's not, but he thinks he is. And he attacks people occasionally and drinks their blood. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, 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 I mean, if you've never seen it, it's difficult to describe. It's, it's a horror movie, but it's also a really, really, really black comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, it has some satirical elements to it. Because he's not um, really a vampire. Yeah, he's not really, he's not like, yeah, there's nothing supernatural going on. He's not really a vampire. Um, he feeds on people like a vampire, but when he does, like, I mean, he does it like he drugs them and he, you know, he uses like, he has to use certain modern tools to do the things that vampires supposedly can just do because he's not really a vampire. Um, and it has a really sort of black 
bleak, like ironic ending. And um, it's just, it's a really, really good movie. It's one of my favorite George Romero movies. Of course, he, Romero is best known for directing Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead. And those are masterpieces. But Martin, sure. I think, is, is right up there. It's one of his best films, I think. Um, and it's really, really good. And it's pretty much the opposite of, of Twilight. Everything so, we watched, yeah. Yeah. So if you want to see... A, a kind of sort of vampire movie uh, that is way better than Twilight and has a lot more to say and is just a much better example of good filmmaking, then I would recommend that you check out George Romero's Martin. Yay. I have the opposite of this movie, too, which is practically every other movie because those are at least fairly competent. <laughs> yeah. But as you guys know, I like to recommend a film from the same year. I can't believe this came out the same year <laughs> as the movie we just reviewed, and it's also a vampire movie. And not only is this a good vampire movie, it's just a fucking good movie. The movie that I'm going to recommend is the Swedish vampire film, Let the Right One In. Yeah, buddy. I cannot believe this movie came out the same year that we got the Drek that we just reviewed. Directed by Thomas Alfredson, this is a movie that examines the pain of what a vampire would go through. The general pain, loneliness, mm -hmm. solitude friendship, love, commitment, loyalty, and it's about kids. <laughs> yeah. It's about kids, and it doesn't shy away from the ickiness, because th this, arguably, the main character in this film is a vampire and is different from what we think of as traditional vampires, mm -hmm. right? But it does in a way where we can still recognize that they are one. There are certain tropes that are kind of sprinkled in there that we recognize. If you're familiar with a vampire familiar or a Renfield, yeah. then you kind of know what's going on in this film. Except the Bond isn't some hoodoo magic where they hypnotize the person to put them under their thrall. It's more about two characters seemingly caring about each other right. at some point. There is a scene in this film towards the end that is so satisfying to watch. It takes place in a pool. And when it happens, you're like, yes, do all of that. <laughs> That's right, I'm, baby. I'm not going to spoil it for you if you haven't seen it. But if you haven't seen it, watch Let the Right One In, not the piece of shit American remake called Let Me In. Yeah, which the original. Yeah. Watch the original in Swedish, and you can even subtitle it. It's such a good goddamn movie, and it is the opposite of it, and they were both tackling similar subjects. Right? It is, it's fascinating how thematically similar they are. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, God, Let the Right One In, I think, is one of the, is one of the best vampire movies ever. Yeah, um, it is. And, yeah, and one of the best horror movies ever, and certainly one of the best horror movies. Yeah, ever it is definitely a great horror I mean, movie. It, it's brilliant. It's just a masterpiece. And yeah, you're mm -hmm. right. It's it's stunning to think, looking back now, to think, God damn, that was the same year as Twilight. Yeah, that was the same year as Twilight. And I I can guarantee you guys, I watched this thing twice. I'm not going to remember any of this fucking movie to you know a week from now. No, but I still remember scenes from uh, Let the Right One In, and I probably haven't seen it in 10 years. Yeah. But I still remember distinct scenes. It is a well-crafted, gorgeous, in its oh, own way, movie. Visually stunning at times. It's, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So go do that. Hey, Steve. Yeah, man. Now it's time for you to do the thing that I was begging for you to do at the beginning of this show. 
As you guys know, I make Steve pick the next movie that we're going to review. It's a blind choice between three movies that I've selected, sometimes based on a common theme. Sometimes I mix it up a little bit, throw him off his game. If you pick B this time, I swear to God. <laughs> but in actuality, all three of the films that I have, I have picked for Steve to select are pretty good. Oh, cool. Steve, all of these are, like I said at the beginning, are historical dramas. Okay. Okay. They're maybe not fact-based historical dramas. Two of them are supposed to be. Well, actually, all three of them are supposed to be fact-based historical dramas based on things that have happened in the past. Okay. So, Steve, please mm-hmm. choose A, B, or C. Well, I have learned my lesson. <laughs> and I picked B three times in a row, and I got lucky the first time, and then we both got fucked the, last, the, the next two times. That's right. So this time, I'm going to change it up, and I'm going to pick A. Oh, thank Christ. Had you chosen, like I said, there was really no bad choice. I'm a little disappointed that we didn't get to do the other two. One of them we've mentioned several times. But had you chosen B, we would have watched and reviewed Glory. Oh, okay. I like Glory. Yeah. Yeah. I love Glory. Yeah. Had you chosen C, we would have reviewed Gandhi. Ooh, okay. But you chose A. I did. A movie that has become famous for a meme, but it is perhaps one of the greatest greatest World War II movies, and definitely one of the greatest movies made about Hitler. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw your eyes get oh, yeah. real big. <laughs> I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> the movie that we're going to review next is the German film, and this fills our slot for foreign films because we haven't done a foreign film in a long time. <laughs> Downfall. Yeah. So, if you guys want to scratch your head and figure out how we're going to make jokes about this subject matter... <laughs> Hope you like Hitler jokes, folks. Because they're they going to come hot and thick. <laughs> <laughs> then please go watch Downfall before we do the next review. I'm so excited. Thank God. I need something. Boy, I need something. If something you, fun. Guys, A good, fun God, Hitler if, movie. If you only know Downfall from the meme on YouTube... Go watch the movie. Yeah, there's a whole it rest has. of the movie there. <laughs> What's the name of it? It's Bruno... Bruno uh, Gans. Oh, Bruno yes. Bruno Gans is so goddamn He's good in this brilliant, movie. yeah. Um, and all of it is based on people's you know people's diaries, recollections, you know all the stuff that happened in Hitler's bunker right at the end of the war. Okay? So if you haven't seen it, I urge you to go see it. It's not just Hitler complaining about things in popular <laughs> <Stalin>. culture. Right. <laughs> All right, and that's it. We've survived. We survived it. Another... Uh, well, at least we don't have to do it again, right? We don't have to we, do it again. We, we watched it. It's over. It can't hurt us anymore. That's right. It cannot hurt us anymore. So thanks, guys, for listening. For late seating, this is Jason Harding. Go see a movie this week. And this is Steve Shives. You know, this movie reminds me of what my dad said when he met my first girlfriend. I can smell her from across the field. Ew. And I said, Dad, that's incredibly rude. Does your family listen to our podcast? Nope. Because you've implicated a large number of your family members every time we do this. That's right. And it's never good. And it's I know they don't good. listen. And I know they don't listen, and that's why I'm so cocky about it. Oh yeah. One day you're gonna come over for Thanksgiving and everyone at that table is gonna be giving you an eye. Yeah. Remind me again, Steve. 
What was it that I said the first time I met your the time I met your first girlfriend? Could you repeat that? Yeah. You know that thing that made me seem like a creepy weirdo. And then, like, <laughs> and then he like he just pulls his phone out of his pocket and turns it around, and the podcast <laughs> is there, and it's like really interesting. I, I don't remember it that way. If you're lucky, it's the podcast. If he turns the phone around and it's me on Skype going, <laughs> they forced it out of me, Steve. <laughs> I told him everything. There's like a gun nuzzle point poking me in the <laughs> Your dad didn't even know how to listen to a podcast before, but he made me explain it. <laughs> it just kind of went around and around and all this other stuff. They plied me with pie, Steve. I couldn't help it. <laughs> they promised me pie. What was I supposed to do? I'm like, can I get my pie now? Can I get my pie? <laughs> Give me that pie. It's like you made fun of. What was it that you said? Grandma said. Grandpa said. Your brother. Your dad. <laughs> I'm attributed at least five times, and none of it's good. I thought I raised you well. Why are you doing this yeah. to me? I thought we were good. Uh huh. You are know we, how I heard about are we it. Good? I was applying for a job. And all he did was play that back to me. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, really? So the podcast is that popular? Like just some random dude <laughs> who you were applying for a job with just had, had listened to? That's that's really great. Oh, that was I thought it your... was weird when he when he asked, wait, Shives, is your son Steve Shives? <laughs> I want to try something. Can you smell my secretary? She's down the hall. She's not like across a field <laughs> in the other room. But I'm willing to test that if you want. You want to go on a little road trip? But she we can, can drive separately. <laughs> Does the wind need to be in your direction? Or is it more like a Wolverine kind of scent where you can just pick it up and trace them out? Does she have to, maybe she has to scoot. She have to get down on her butt and scoot around? What? <laughs> What if I give her like an art? What if I give you like an article of her clothing, and you can just kind of scent right. off of that? Does it have to be panties? Or it could be panties, or, or maybe pants. We need to settle an office bet. Can we settle this? We never thought we'd get this opportunity. He opens up the door. John, it's happening. Remember? <laughs> get out here! It's the dad. <laughs> it's Steve Shives' dad. He's here. The pervert panty sniffer. <laughs> Look, we took these panties and we put it in a cement block. Can you smell them? <laughs> can you tell? Can you tell which cement block has the panties in it? <laughs> Your father's like, oh great. Well, it was the weirdest it's, job interview I ever had, but I got the Xavier job. school test all over again. <laughs> it's the Xavier school test. His name's the sniffer. Very well, Shives. Can you smell this? What? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who who's been spreading this rumor? <laughs> <laughs> Not again. I just picture your father's driving through town in Maryland, and everyone's like looking at him from the side while he drives by in his truck, and they're all like, <laughs> "Yeah." <laughs> he's like, "What the?" Hell? They're all like touching their noses and nodding like significantly, <laughs> and he's like, I "What?" Shot this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I like, love my family. Yeah, I know you do. That's why you keep throwing them under the bus at the end yeah, of the shows. Because they can take it. Sure they can. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>
Produced by Jason Harding. Theme music, Rollin' at Five, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod. You can find more Let Me Listen podcast productions at our website at www.letmelistenpodcast.com. You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, or just about anywhere you download podcasts. Late Seating is a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to support Late Seating or any of the other Let Me Listen productions for as little as $1 a month, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Let Me Listen. And thanks for listening.